All right, this is the Mother's Day special. Chinwag episode nine, I nine. believe. Wow, we're, we're coming along. I gotta check it now just to make sure because <laughs> I'm not really 100% sure. Yeah, because I feel like you said Ocho in Spanish last time. So oh, yeah, what yeah. is it? Episode yep. what? Episode Nueve. Nueve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, she just sent me the link. Perfect. We've got a link. We got, uh, we have our no hair, don't care topic of the day. Yep. Okay. It's going to oh. hopefully ruffle some feather, feathers. Feathers. Some feathers. Some feathers on Mother's Day. All right. Happy, <coughs> happy Mother's Day to all you mothers out there. It's, uh, it's a day of celebration for you. Happy Mother's Day, Mommy. Yeah, happy Mother's Day, Mom. You brought me into this world, and I have created a lot of chaos. So that's your fault. I'm your greatest mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a good relationship with your mom? I, I do. I am a giant mother's mama, mama's boy. Your mama's boy? Uh, since he moved away, not as much, but while she was here, it would, it's been brought up many a times. Like, I've been called mother's bo- mama's boy, Mother's Day boy. You've been called a Mother's Day boy? Yeah, I can't talk. <laughs> I'm a mama's boy to you, too. It's okay. <coughs> Here comes the coffin for you guys. You're yeah. welcome. It's, to, it's it's normal. Everybody's used to it. You don't even have to mention it anymore. All right. They probably Never don't again. even notice. Yeah. <laughs> Except for their earbuds are crackling because like, of the loud ow, sound. Too loud. Ow, too loud. <laughs> um. All right, Mama. Mama, you want to start talking about Ooh. your mom, or do you want me to start? Uh, I'll talk. Okay, go for it. Let's hear about. Let's hear everything about Miss Terry. Terry Bullard. Terry Bullard. Uh, her maiden name, I don't know if I should be mentioning names just in case. I don't know. Who listens to this anyway? <laughs> <laughs> Terry, my mommy. She got pregnant with me when she was 16 years old. 16, really? She's that young she compared to you? had me when she was 17. Wow, all right. I didn't know that. Yeah. She uh, had me when I, or had me in Fort Worth, Texas. I guess that makes sense because for how old you are, she's getting around really well still. She is now, let's <laughs> see, if I'm 42, she is turning 60 this year. 60? She's young. That's not right, is it? Uh, you're what, 41, 42? I'll be 43 this year. 43. She'll be 60 this year. Yeah, that makes sense. Big 17 years. And she does not live close to me, and I miss my mommy. Anyways, she had me when she was 17. I don't believe she graduated from high school as far as I know. She had to have. I don't think she graduated from high school. She had to get her GED. GED or yeah yeah GD or maybe she did graduate but I mean couldn't have been easy with having a child in high school for anybody. She then went on, well I guess with that whoever my father at the current time I know who he is now but I had no idea then. And the story I heard was me pushing an empty keg around in a party one time when uh, she showed up. And she said, that's enough, and took me and uh, disappeared or left him, and then he disappeared. So she raised me without him, but soon met my sibling's father, 
and had three kids with him. And I think she had a miscarriage after the third. Hmm. So I would have had had a different sister than my current youngest (laughs) sister. But I went by his last name all the way through high school because I didn't even find out my last name was Allender until like I had to get a job. Hmm. Oh, that's crazy. Way to go, mom. Um, (laughs) so after that, like after raising four kids with a random, not random, I guess the person that I called dad, who wasn't my biological father turned out to be uh, mediocre and it didn't work out with them. She raised us a lot on her own, but then met Jim, another, or my first stepdad in my eyes, because I didn't realize the other guy was my stepdad. Right. Um, lived with him off base for a while. I think I was around, I was going to, I was right at the edge of my elementary school. So they started dating elementary, middle school, and they fell pretty hard, pretty quick. And he was in Okinawa, I believe. Okinawa? He went overseas to Okinawa. He was stationed over there for a year. Jim was? Jim was. Okay, all right. And they kept in touch all the time, blah, 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 love, kissy, kissy. (laughs) And he, I think, said that when he got back, he was going to marry her or whatever. And he came back, and they got married. And then we moved on base with him. Um, they lived on base for... We lived on base for 10 years or so, something like that. Mm. She was going to... She worked as a secretary at the VA hospital in Albuquerque, New Mexico, where she met her best friend, Jennifer... I believe. I don't know all the details. It's just random things pop up like that. But she worked there forever. There's one year I got in trouble and I had to volunteer at the hospital for a full <laughs> summer because I told some lady that she was a bitch after I beat up her uh, beat up her son. <laughs> <laughs> she grabbed me by the ear or arm and dragged me back oh, home to no. get me in trouble and I get your heads off me, bitch. Mm. And I got in trouble for that. Nice. I still stand by it though. She was a bitch. <laughs> Anyways, uh, soon after living on base, she started going to going back to school, and she went back to the University of New Mexico to get her Farm D pharmacy degree or whatever mm-hmm. you call it. I don't know the doctorate in pharmacy. Doctorate in pharmacy. Yeah, and uh, I think that she got that. By the time she got that. She her first pharmacy job, I think she got it here in Utah. Hmm. Okay. And she moved, but I stayed in Albuquerque. All my siblings and her moved here. Why did you stay? I don't know. I was living with a girlfriend, I think, at the time. Uh-huh. And how old were you then? I was like twenty. Okay. And then I got a uh, letter from my biological father when I was twenty-one. And I agreed to go live with him, work with him in Texas. He was a truck driver. Yeah. So I went and drove Freightliners for a while. Mm -hmm. And then uh, 
I came out to Utah for Christmas one year and I decided to stay. I was like, eh, I'm done with it. It wasn't really for me. And you were with your mom. And I was around my mommy again. <laughs> and uh, my biological father's, my biological father's wife was one of the main factors why I didn't want to stay. Didn't like, didn't like you. Didn't or? like her. She was an alcoholic for sure. Uh. And they were doing drugs. I don't know behind my back or whatever. And right, and uh, just not a situation you want weird. to be in. So I wanted to be around my family. So I moved back here. She, my mother, we'll talk about my mother instead of me all the time, but my mother at that point was a pharmacy manager for Walgreens for <clears throat> for quite a while, at least 10, 12 years, I think. Yeah. Living here with Jim and my siblings, and I got a job, I don't even know, here and there, whatever. From there, I... Uh, Got married, gave her her first two grandchildren. No, the first one. And then my sister gave her the second. And then I gave her another. Yeah. And now she's got five total. Five grandchildren. Five grandchildren for mommy. And then she gave the news one day that she was moving to Texas. How'd you take that? How was that? How was that news? That was Was shocking for me. Shocking. I was really close to my mom. Since I I didn't really having stepfathers in my life is not she was the only stable consistent parent in my life yeah and the first father that I called father beat me when I was a child Mm -hmm. so like after even though like what is it when like uh, an animal sees a imprints on them or whatever yeah Mm -hmm. I felt like I had a solid connection where unconditional love towards him even though he beat me right but when my mom found out that's when they got divorced and moved on but i think they were having problems before that whatever blah 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 that was just the straw that broke the camel's back anyways when she moved to texas and told everyone i took it in anger and sadness and like i was like what the fuck no i i was seriously angry and mad at her over it like i I expressed i was i was super like your grandchildren are here, all of your kids are here, right. and you're going to move all away from us? She's leaving her entire family, I was, basically. I was pretty pissed and sad and not that'd cool, be, Mom. That'd be not hard. Not cool. <laughs> that'd be hard. But then uh, the Mama's Boy started to go away, and they didn't call me Mama's Boy for that long anymore. Anyway, you know who you are, Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> so... After that, they moved, and we tried traveling. She flew back and forth a bunch. We tried to go out there, but it's it's like a thousand miles away, so it's yeah, it's not that easy to get out there. We try to get out there once a year and see her. And she's down in Texas. She's down there in Texas. Yeah. Um, she's a super strong, independent woman. Like if you piss her off, expect there be a grudge for a while, and come back and crawl and apologize. Yeah. And me and my mom kind of have the similar personalities. Like, uh, if if someone pisses off, we can be like, you know, okay, fine, fuck you, you're done, and we can just move on and throw them out of our life and get on with our lives. Right. Where a lot of people struggle with that. But sure. But just 
don't be a fucking asshole and I'll kick you out of my life. <laughs> After I, before I kick you out of my life, though, I want your life to be as miserable as possible before I do it, though. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, after a while she was in Texas, there's been ups and downs. She moved out there mainly to help her father take care of her stepmom who had cancer and she was a pharmacist. So she kind of would help them go to the hospital and knew what medicines to give her and help take them to appointments. And she stuck around a lot longer than I think, than I thought she would. Cause she had like, I'm not even sure what kind of cancer, but. It was, it was pretty heavy, but Helen stayed strong the whole time. She was always in the best of like attitude and she was always in a good, she never let it uh, take over her mood. She kept it kind of under control enough where no one could really tell. Yeah. And then that's good. And before you know it, that shows you where your mom got it from. Like she lasted quite a while. So. And she died, and now she she currently has her father living with her. But before that point, like her father was living with her, and then she was still really close to her mother, who lived in Albuquerque still. And she would go back and visit. But her mother was being very abused by her husband. Yeah. He's always, Larry Gant was always kind of a, just throwing out names, throwing people under the bus. He's dead now. So oh, okay. <laughs> Larry Gantz, he was always kind of a dick. Yeah. To the certain people. To me, uh, I had a connection with Larry. I was really close to Larry. Yeah. And everyone hated him or disliked him. But you just had this weird, unique connection. But he was always nice to me, and we mm. had a great connection. He helped sure. me get my first car. I lived with him for a while. I worked with for him for a while. Yeah. And I, I liked him. Yeah. But I I mean he was a dick to my grandma and I didn't see all of that abuse. He didn't know the extent of the yeah. abuse. And it sucks that he was gone and went out with uh, he kind of had like a It it kind of came on weird. And when he was younger, he was ran over by a truck. So we had a lot of internal problems. A drunk driver ran over him, <sighs> hit him, ran over him, the truck hit something and then backed over him again. Oh my god. And he lived another 60 years after that. And he had problems off and on forever, and they smoked their whole life. And uh, I'm surprised it wasn't cancer that took both of them. Yeah. I mean, I stayed with them once for like a month, and I had my clothes hanging up in the closet. And after one month, any exposed clothes to the air turned yellow. (laughs) And I had to throw away all my clothes. Because of the smoke. Yeah, you can't even wash it out. It's just gross. It's it's, kind of crazy because... Uh, I've known smokers in my life and the ones that I've known, they like live forever and through everything. Yeah. It's crazy. And then like I mean, people that don't smoke their whole life. I have a few life, here and there, cancer and die. Yeah. People that are like, oh, I never smoke. I've had a couple here and there. Yeah. They get cancer. And then the, the every day, a pack a day, people smoking their, pack a their day life is away. Easy. They were doing like carton a day i feel like they they always had a cigarette and they're nothing nothing Nothing. wrong with they're fine that's crazy they were on oxygen because he had ocp copd copd that's close said copd chronic obstructive pulmonary disease but anyways my mother being the loving woman she was went down and saw the abuse and my mother was my grandmother was having tons of medical issues so my mom I mean, she had mentioned it before, like, come down and live with me and I'll help you. I'll take care of you. Mm -hmm. And she wouldn't do it. 
So there was a time where my grandmother was bad and he was in the hospital and my mom came down. She said, that's it. I'm done. I'm taking you. You don't have a say in it, I think is what she said. I don't care what Larry says. Fuck him. She took him, took her to Texas and she left everything she's ever known behind. They lived in the same house my entire life. Right. She took everything or left everything and just left with my mom and went to Texas where my mom took her to the hospitals and got her well enough. And in that time, Larry started to get a lot of hospital problems because he always had Mimi taking care of him. Yeah. He would just bark orders at her and she would do it. Sure. And now he didn't have that. So he became super angry, super mean, and he started to develop dementia. Hmm. I'm pretty sure it was dementia. He was in the hospital. And in that time, he wrote a will saying that Mimi gets nothing in the will just out of anger and spite. Right, right. And at that point, everyone had had their falling out, and I, I didn't even get to talk to him. Like, I think I, like, tried calling him a couple times. But nothing. He never answered. Yeah, yeah. Like, what are you doing? But nothing. Yeah. So I never really got, like, a bye. Mm-hmm, bye. So that was sucked. Anyway, so she took her, got her well <clears throat> in Texas, and then Larry died. So they had to go back out to the property at that point so she could start collecting her belongings. Right, right. Wrap Finally up Finally go back of, and get all of her stuff. Wrap up the house and everything. Yeah. And at that point, they went over the wheel and they had to fight it and say, oh, she doesn't get anything. But after being living in the same house for 40 plus years, you can't just say, oh, she gets nothing. Yeah. You yeah. can't even legally it's not his just to like really yeah. give away. He can't just say nothing. And most of the shit is under her name. Yeah. Like the business was under her name. All the cars were under her name. Cause right. he was always like beating around the bush and not paying taxes and stuff. <laughs> so my mom would drive back and forth and deal with that for a while. But as soon as Larry died, the other side of the family came out of the woodworks and started stealing property everything of value motorcycles and vehicles and guns and money and everything they could get their grubby hands on yeah especially larry's son Hmm. and it was hard for them to try to do everything they could legally with covid going on everything was delayed six months however long and nothing would get they're still dealing with it right now. One of the times my mother came down to help her mom like with the house and saw that so much stuff had been missing. She got angry and pissed. And my grandmother had an aneurysm on the property, oh, man. had to go to the hospital. And I believe it was two days later pronounced dead. From the stress of dealing with it. After right, all right. the getting her better. Right. And she was to the point where she's happy. And she was on a farm. She could swim. And, and all the bullshit with the family is what And did my it mom had to deal with that now as well. So now she has to fight all the property stuff. Because after Larry died, everything was under her mom's name. Right, right. So after Mimi died, everything goes to her kin, which is my mother and my aunt. Yeah. So that same day that they had pronounced my grandmother dead while we were all down there trying to give her moral support, 
I'll keep in mind I didn't mention that my stepdad, Jim, that she's been married to for 30 years, had struggled with alcoholism for his whole life. And he had early retired and was living in Texas, just taking care of the farm while my mom was working. But while we were in Albuquerque, dealing with all, this <clears throat> dealing with all of that shit, she died. Jim was supposedly got drunk while he was in Texas and it's been a nonstop struggle and I'm I can only assume his thoughts were something along the lines of I'm a big disappointment and I can never do better. He took a gun and killed himself. So my mother had to deal with three deaths. Uh like well no, the Larry together. was gone, but it'd been like a few months, but her mother and her husband of thirty years gone in twenty four hours. So it was rough. But my mom, being the strong woman, she persevered and she pulled out strong like she is. I almost get teary-eyed over it. I know. I can see it. (coughs) She's she's strong. She She is strong. She's amazing. Hey, I, I, oddly enough, when I was going through pharmacy school, she was one of my preceptors and she was the, like, all the reviews was she is a tough son of a bitch. Like she. Well, is her strict. nickname was Bitch Terry. Yeah, so. Bitch Terry. <laughs> she was strict. She was rough. She gave you tons of assignments, but man, like she was honestly, it was the hardest rotation I ever had in school. But it was the best rotation in school because she was she was tough. <coughs> she was tough on you, but that's because she wanted you to succeed. She wanted you to learn. She wanted you to know what you were getting into and know what you wanted. And she was very firm with everything. She knew what she wanted in life. She knew what she wanted. She knew what she was doing. And that reflects in everything in life with her pharmacy, with her teaching, with her, obviously, like life in general. Like yeah. she, She's a tough woman. When she was a pharmacy manager at Walgreens, like I would hear like she would push all of her techs and everyone she worked with to get the highest pay and everything she'd push for them because yeah. she she trained everyone there to be the best they could and she had a set staff where everything ran clockwork and great and it was one of the busiest pharmacies when she worked there yep 24-hour draper yeah. yeah yep she's crazy woman she just wanted everybody to better themselves in life in general yeah and she she was always playing mama <laughs> she was always mama yeah, well, after dealing with all that shit, we went back and dealt with all the funeral bullshit and one after the other, done and done. And she currently was working in a little itty-bitty mom-and-pop pharmacy there in Texas where she was a pharmacy manager there and ran that store great. And then it seemed like out of the blue, they were starting to just have complete conflicting views and ideas and hmm. people were complaining about her the way she'd ran things it's like oh fine you run it your fucking self right they even offered to sell the pharmacy to her wow but she didn't want to take on that i guess yeah she's... so she finally quit pharmacy altogether she's not doing any pharmacy no now. pharmacy anymore at wow. all she's completely given it up wow her and her best friend bought a food truck. They're going to go into the food truck, Hell yeah. swap meat, hey, run around not? wherever, selling shit now. And I hope it works out because, <laughs> I don't know. It To me, 
it doesn't seem like it would be as profitable. Yeah. But they say like those trucks make like three hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah. So hopefully they can bring in some bank. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be good. <clears throat> so there's that. She flies back and forth. We see her. She was just down here a few weeks ago, I think. Yeah. And I saw her. And uh, I'm talking right now, trying to go out maybe sometimes the end of July. I don't know. We'll see. Visitor in Texas. Yep. That is the short version of my mommy. Of your mommy. <laughs> I'm sure that I've I've missed a shit ton. I've skipped oh, yeah. over tons oh, of years. Oh, there's, there's never enough time to talk moving about. Moving from one house to the next yeah. and sharing bedrooms. And she was always... When she went to pharmacy school, she was she basically disappeared for the duration that she was in pharmacy school. Yeah, she was up studying, drinking coffee all night, all day, every day. You'd see her at the table. Yep. You go to bed. She's at the table. You wake up. She's at the table. Yep. She pull all nighters. That's pharmacy school for you, man. It's crazy. I know it. I know it. So. I feel like pharmacy school is what pushed me into drinking coffee. I was literally up at whenever Beans and Brews would open, 4 or 5 a.m., I was there. She should sell her license, like sign it off to someone else, forge it, and give it away. So <laughs> her, she don't need it no her more. Her pharmacy license? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think it works that way, sir. <laughs> Just forge and change some dates. Be like, Here you go. I'll sell to you 100 grand. Good luck. <laughs> uh, crazy. How about you, Jared? My mama, uh, like you said, I am also a mama's boy. I feel like growing up, that was, my dad was really good with structure and, you know, kind of teaching you how to, I don't know, set yourself up for success and everything. He was kind of the structure side of things. My mom was more of that emotional support. So anytime I had an issue or I was sad or I had questions, I would go to my mom. Like she was there to give me all the info, the, all the all the answers. So I'd, <coughs> I'd always go to my mom. She grew up in Midvale, Midvale, Utah. Uh, she was a seamstress. She taught Sunday school at her Catholic church. She, <laughs> she, yeah. Can you believe that she taught Sunday school? Now she drinks. Uh... Captain Morgan on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Skinny. Captain Skinny. Captain Morgan something. with Diet Coke. It's Captain Skinny. Um, she she was shot, I think, when she was 12 years old. Uh, her uncle shot her. It was an accident. Um, I think he was showing her a gun down in the basement. And he, he pointed at her, and he was like, bang. And he actually ended up pulling the trigger, and it was loaded. So she got shot, and it was like, I can't remember the details, but it was really close to a main artery. Um, Jesus. 22 caliber. So it didn't, so it kind of bounced around on her rib cage and it nicked, I think it nicked one of her arteries or something like that. But uh, she was in the hospital and the nurses, she said the, the reason that, so, oh, so she was a nurse. She was a nurse for 40 something years. Like her, her entire life, she was a nurse. At IMC. Yeah, and she said the reason that she became a nurse is because of, after getting shot, being in the hospital, the the care that she received from those nurses made her want to help other people that were in her situation. So 
And I think, I think it was like 12. I think she was 12 years old when she got shot. So 22 caliber went into her chest and then bounced around the rib cage. Cause it's, it's a 22. It's not like a nine millimeter that goes right through you or 45 that blows everything apart. It's hard to believe that bullet like bounces around in you. It's, it's yeah. so weird. So it ricocheted on the ribs. Oh, well, 22 is like the notorious ricochet. It's like bullet. the, the choice of assassins, isn't it? Because wow. instead of going straight through, that bounces, could be an easy, everything. it just bounces and tears apart your insides. And it did it like tore apart a lot of it, like hit multiple organs. Um, but yeah, but she said the, the care that she received from the nurses is the reason that she went into nursing is because she wanted to help people because of what she went through. She would never forget that experience. And she, you know, being so young, she's like, they made, they made that experience so much better than it could have been. So she became a nurse. Um, uh, she, she kind of, she was the reason that I got into healthcare as well. So she's, she always kind of, the, the original thought, I feel like in, in my age, with my age, or I don't know, with your age, maybe too, like everybody was like, oh, you should be a lawyer. You should be a lawyer. That's where the money is. You know, that, so that was kind of the thing that kept being brought up when I was younger. Um, but then it got slowly steered into the healthcare side because my mom was a nurse. She's like, oh yeah, she's around doctors. She's around pharmacists. So she's like, don't be a nurse because we do a lot of shit and we don't get paid very much. Don't be a doctor because the schooling takes forever. Um, she's like, be a, be a pharmacist because it's still a doctorate, still good money, but you don't have to do all the dirty <laughs> shit. You don't have to do all this stuff. So she's like, you know, do that. My, my her dad was a, a pharmacist or grandpa or my grandpa was a pharmacist. Um, and I think I've mentioned it in other podcasts, uh, with her father. I'm surprised she pushed me towards pharmacy because her father was murdered at his pharmacy. Maybe she didn't like you. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe, Hey, I, that's, she's probably still hoping she's like, oh, he's, he's made it to 34 years old, man. Uh, but no, so, sh uh, she kind of guided me or influenced me to go towards the healthcare field. And I tried a bunch of different things. I tried, um, computer programming, website design. Uh, I did a lot of public speaking, which I love public speaking. Um, tried a, a bunch of different things, but ultimately went into pharmacy. But, uh, but yeah, so she was a nurse forever, but she, I don't know. She, she was a nurse with my mom too. They worked on the same oh, yeah. floor for a while. Weirdest. That's so weird how connected <laughs> we are before we even knew each other. Like your mom worked same exact floor, pretty close friends too, like work friends. They're pretty close work friends. So your mom and my mom work together. And then your girlfriend is like, worked with my mom and they were like their best friends. Uh, but you guys weren't dating at the time when they first met. And then you started dating. You worked with my ex. Yeah. We're shit. all connected in a weird way. You're our, my, you're my son. I'm your son? Yes. Oh, that's why I'm a mama's boy. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I am my own uncle. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, so she was a nurse her entire life. Uh, she's retired uh, recent, relatively recently. Um, what's what's crazy is she, she support the family. She had the, I guess, consistent income. So my dad, he's an entrepreneur, basically. He... He kind of built his own career. He went to college. He's a college dropout. Couldn't really find interest in anything. He loved 
building, framing, carpentry, everything. So he, he was a real hands-on person. So he started his own thing, his own company with his twin brother. And starting your own company, you don't have a guarantee of anything. You don't have insurance. You don't have a guaranteed income. You're kind of experimenting and trying to build this company up. So my mom was that solid income. My mom was that insurance for the entire family, the healthcare. Um, so she support all of us while my dad was trying to build his side of the, you know, of, of his business. So she would work, uh, graveyards. So my dad would work during the day. She would work graveyards. So that way they didn't have to pay for daycare. So she'd come home, um, as my dad left to work. So she'd watch the kids. So she'd watch my sister and I, and then as soon as my dad got home, she'd be going in to work and work her 12 hour graveyards. So it was crazy. They both were, and we lived in a, uh, we lived in this farmhouse where the, uh, what is it? The Southtown Auto Mall is. So there was, uh, there was three houses right there when I grew up. Three houses, huge field, like Draper didn't even exist. It was all farmhouses, basically. And our house was, it was like over, it was almost 200 years old. No plumbing, no electricity. My dad actually put that stuff in. He cut a hole in this side of the entire house and he put all that in. Um, and they, they just worked their asses off. I don't think I could ever work as hard as my mom or my dad. Like both of them worked their asses off to get their family or my family to where they are today. Um, but we stayed in there forever. They didn't buy their first home until they were in their 40s. And uh, I was happy to see my mom finally being able to retire. Uh, since my dad, he he built his business business up to where he was like kind of semi-retired a little, you know, quite a, a ways before my mom was able to retire. But you know, she had still had to carry the insurance. So she worked as long as she could. And finally enough things changed in the healthcare industry. It became too corporate. Everything was changing in the, in a bad way. So she's like, "Ah, I'm out. So she was able to retire. But, uh, but yeah, I feel like a lot of, a lot of my structure comes from my dad, but a lot of my, uh, a lot of influence comes from my mom as far as how I am, how I act, how I am, especially with, with women, I feel like she was a big influence because being a mama's boy, you want to treat women the way that you would want your mom treated, right? Yeah. So she was, she kind of helped me. How old was she when she had you? Uh, So she is 64 now. Um, So they were, my dad, they were older when they had us, when they had my sister and I, I think she was, man, was she 30? Yeah. So she was like 30. My dad was 34. Thirty-three, thirty-four, close to where I'm at with my kids. Yeah, I kind of like that my mom had me so young. I, I don't, I wouldn't agree with it. Yeah, but now it's like I can enjoy more time with her. Yeah, go and have a beer with her. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a, um, one of my technicians at work. She's a, a young, young. Well, she's, she's my age now, but she had her kids when she was really young, and she says the same thing. She's like. My kids are my best friends because they're old enough that I can go out and do all the shit that they want to do and hang out. And she's like, that's all I do. I go home and hang out with my two best friends. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm getting old. If I want to have kids, I'm going to have, I'm going to have little baby kids and I'll be an old ass grandpa. Now you can just adopt wait another, <laughs> wait another 10 years, adopt a 15 year old and you're good. But, uh, 
but yeah, um, I feel like my mom and I have always had a really strong connection because, and it's, it's, I think my sister, we had a different connection with, I think that's with everybody. Everybody has a different connection with their mom versus their dad. My mom is funny because whenever we'd be in trouble, uh, especially my dad would be the one that would hold the meetings or talk about why we're in trouble or inflict the punishment, but she would always kind of meet with us before the talk, before my dad would get home and give us tips on what to say to him to make it not as bad. So she's like, you know, make sure you say this and you apologize for this and you say that you're going to do this. So she'd kind of help us. No. She was like Cheater. insider. Yeah. Insider <laughs> trading info. She's like, you should say this stuff. So I'd follow it to a T. I was like, okay, yeah. That, that, my sister, she would, fuck. she would say the complete opposite. She's like, no, fuck this. Like, so she was always getting in trouble with my dad. And I was, I was the perfect angel, you know? Yeah. I'm the favorite, so. Okay. <laughs> Does Nicole listen to this? <laughs> no. <laughs> but have you ever disappointed your mom? Have you ever disappointed her, like, to where she told you, like, I'm, I'm disappointed in what you've done? Yeah. When I got my tattoo. Really? She is strong against not tattoos, and it's just an itty-bitty tattoo. She literally, like, stopped talking to me for, like, a week <laughs> and then realized this is stupid. It's just a fucking stupid tattoo. You're an adult. Do whatever you want. I just don't want to know about it. <laughs> like, when I came back, she was, like, babysitting. I had my arm behind my back. It's like, what's wrong? Nothing, nothing. What's on your arm? <laughs> nothing, nothing, mom. Nothing. Just leave it. <laughs> And then she saw it, and you could just see the rage in her eyes. Oh, no. That's it. That's, That's the only it? thing that I've ever done to yeah. disappoint my mommy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything you want to share that she doesn't know about? Nope. <laughs> nope. There's, there's, a, there's a time that my sister and I... We would play with the neighbor kids and would play... would have, like, water fights <coughs> and stuff like that, and like most siblings things would get pushed a little bit too far so we would start with an innocent water fight and then it'd get aggressive water fight and then a fight fight water fight uh she grabbed the hose nicole my sister grabbed the hose and she was spraying me and i went towards a window that was apparently open and it sprayed all the water inside the office at the time no uh -oh. i think that was and Nicole will attest to this. Uh, that was one of the scariest moments because she brought us in and like lined us up in the kitchen. Like we were, I felt like military, like we we're so screwed just shoulder to shoulder. And she was lecturing us and pacing back and forth. She got so angry. She was doing the dishes. I think like putting the dishes away. She took a plate and she just slammed it on the counter and just shattered the plate. Oh, and we're shit. like, Holy shit, we're going to die. <laughs> So that was one of the, like, it wasn't even a super big deal, but like one of the scarier moments she where she got pissed. so angry and it could, there could have been other factors that, that played into it. I don't know what happened You know, earlier. who knows what yeah. happened earlier if something happened, argument or something with my dad. I don't know. They hardly ever got into arguments, but something else probably played into it that she just finally snapped and just shattered this plate in front of us. And my sister and I are like, oh my God, pissing our <laughs> pants. Um... One another time that I remember, I don't know. She's so she's so good at not I don't know pre 
I don't know, not really pretending, but it seems like she's supporting you, but at the same time she's disappointed, but you can't really tell. She's really good at like... Yeah, your mom will... If I've noticed your mom, if something really bad happens in the moment, instead of her getting all pissed or whatever, nowadays she just laughs. Yeah. <laughs> She has like this. Oh shit! She ha- she'll have like a menacing laugh or like a cackle. There's certain yeah, a certain laugh where she's like, uh-huh, and she'll like kind of nod and raise her eyebrows. You're like, oh god, I'm screwed. But I uh, when I was in seventh grade, eighth grade, I was in junior high. I pierced my nipples in my room with some safety pins, and my kids are under the impression you did it with toothpicks and i said not toothpicks, toothpicks. that'll be <laughs> oh a lot of splinters gosh. if my kids talked about it the other day i'm like no it wasn't toothpicks <laughs> yeah it was i'm like mm, i don't know that would safety hurt. pins don't tell them that though either tell them that it was professionally done when i was 18 <laughs> no they already know you've uh, told them that yeah so <laughs> when i pierced my nipples i tried to hide it and it was during the winter so i was like okay i'm not we're not going to the lake because we we're boating we're a boating family so we go to the lake i'm like oh god oh god what do i do when we go to the lake i'm gonna have to my shirt off i'm like no i'll just wear a i'll start being one of those people that wear shirts when they go to the lake <laughs> like i can't pull that off so i was like i have to tell my mom so i one day i walked up to her and i was like mom i need to tell you something she's like okay and i was like and i lifted up my shirt i was like i pierced my nipples she's like uh, <laughs> she did her little nod and raised her eyebrows i'm and, disappointed no no she put it all towards my dad because he would she's like ah, they're cute your dad's gonna kill you and i was like oh no mom what do i do like help me she's like you gotta tell your dad i was like no can you tell him can you tell me what take to him do? out oh so so it's it's she doesn't she has such an even kill it's like eerie and scary but like uh, i you, see your eyes when you when you say that yeah, expression uh, yeah <laughs> you've seen it yeah. <laughs> That's what she meant now. Uh, oh, crap. So, yeah. So, that was a, a time that I was like, okay, she's going to kill me. And she's like, no, no. Like, I could tell she was disappointed, but she's like, no, I'm going to make you tell your father now. I was like, oh. My mom was the disciplinary. Like, my my stepdad, Jim, would always be, like, strict. But when it came time to, like, punishments, like, if we didn't confess, we would all get a beating. <laughs> And she had a go-to weapon. She said, go get the flip-flop. <laughs> flip-flop. <laughs> so it was like the beating flip-flop. I don't even think there was a pair to this flip-flop. It was just a it's single just one flip-flop, flip-flop that she kept for beating. And we all knew where it was. Oh, so, God. Yeah, shit. If I, there, there was times, I think, where I would get... It was probably my fault. Some of the times, I'm sure. And it was like, you know, I could take a beating, but why, why would I take a beating by myself? Fuck that. We're all getting beat. <laughs> <laughs> and there'd be times where it wasn't me. And it'd be like, look, if I take a beating because it's you, after mom beats us, I'm going to beat you after. <laughs> and then my sister would confess, and then I wouldn't get beat. Uh, my mom, would. She'd t- she told me about how her and her brothers would get punished. And her mom had a bullwhip, like oh, an Jesus. actual legit bullwhip. Um, I don't think she ever used it on the kids, but she would use the, the ruler or no, no, oh, it was the, the back of a butcher's knife. So she'd turn it to the blunt edge and hit their knuckles. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So that was their punishment. And then I think she, like her mom threatened them with the bullwhip cause they brought it home from, they went to like Mexico or something, got a legit bullwhip. Jesus. 
and it my was mom, me. It was me. My mom said she would practice in the backyard cracking it. Just hearing the noise. And she she wrapped one of her brothers with it and went around the midsection and like cut every every time it went around it would slice slice oh, cow, slice really? and sliced up her is like her middle brother uh john sliced up his stomach because it wrapped him yeah like those things are no joke but yeah i think it was they oh oh they started with a ruler and my mom learned how to like move the hands right in time to where it would like break the ruler or something to where it wouldn't hurt so that's when she switched to the butcher's knife. Oh, Jesus. Is the blunt end. They're the blunt side and just metal. So she told yeah, she told us about that and I'm like, "Oh, what are you going to do to us?" Their punishment for us, my mom and my dad, they it's it was called nose on the wall. Have you yeah, ever heard of that? That's fucking lame. It, it, <laughs> yes and no. Like they're like, "Oh, go put your nose on the wall." So you go over in the corner and you kind of sit down and put your nose. They're like, "No, no. Stand up." Put your nose on the wall. Do not remove your nose from the wall. If I see it away from the wall, the, the timer would start over, and that was miserable. So that was our punishment. So we didn't get beat, which was good. Um, I don't know, or bad. Shit, maybe we didn't learn our lesson quick enough. My kids have it so easy. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I take away your cell phone. No! That's it. Who cares? Yeah. I didn't even have a cell phone. It's so different now. Like, yeah, yeah, I didn't have a cell phone, so they couldn't take anything away from me. All they could take away from was me going outside and playing with my friends or stick your nose on the wall. You can't do shit. Yeah. That that summer that I had to, when I called that lady a bitch, on top of that, my mom made me volunteer at the VA hospital for every day, and I had to write a book report every <laughs> single day. Oh, I had to do something like every that. Every single day. I'd have to read a book. Oh, it got to the point day? where I would just skim through it and just write shit down. Uh, she wasn't reading it at that point. I might even like copied some of the book and just like, every <laughs> other the cliff notes. Yeah. But, and I still hate reading to this day. <laughs> <laughs> what do you remember the, like the youngest or the first time that you ever got in trouble with your mom? <clears throat> the youngest or first time I really, I think, got in I trouble. think the first time I remember her being angry or upset, not really angry, but like, upset enough that she had to do something or i i shoplifted and i was a kid oh shit i, and I think one. i told you about this i shoplifted a uh, a floater like we we're in a sporting goods store and it was one of those red and white fishing line floaters the floats um i thought it was cool i was like oh, that's a cool toy it's a ball so i grabbed it and i took it out and we got to the car and she's like what is that I was like, I don't know. She's like, you stole that. And I'm like, nope. she's like, you're going to get arrested and go to jail. I was like, no. So she dragged me back in and had me talk to the manager, I think, which is good. I think I think that's something that every parent should do is have them intimidate your kid. But that, I think that was the first thing I remember getting in trouble with is her dragging me back into the sporting goods store and talking to this guy that I was scared to death that I he was going to have the cops haul me away. But... Uh, anything that you remember? Oh, yeah. Uh, there was oh, a time okay. where we were... I say we, but I'm sure it was just me. Oh, there was others <laughs> involved. I think I didn't tattle a rat, but I... We used to steal candy or toys from the 7-Eleven that was by the the apartments we lived on, Tramway Village in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Every day I would steal a little something, a little candy here or there or whatever. And I, I think I took a, a car... And my mom saw it, like, ah, you stole it. Go back after she beat my ass with <laughs> probably a flip-flop. Flip-flop. <laughs> we went back. 
And I mean, it's a long walk. Like you walk through this giant dirt field to get through it. And I think she had me by the ear yanking <laughs> and dragging me all the way there yeah, yeah. to get in. And I talked to some cashier that probably hated their fucking job. They were probably 19 and saw <laughs> everything and didn't care. give a fuck. But I had to go in. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, I stole it. I'm sorry. <laughs> and every time you'd apologize, I'd look at my mom. I was like, good enough. You know, like, I'm sorry. And then, uh, yeah, that was, it was embarrassing and humiliating. And, yeah, yeah. And I never stole again. <laughs> that you know of. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, what was nice about my mom was she she would correct me when it was necessary, but she was also realistic and down to earth and super relaxed about a lot of things. So my friend and I, when we were in, I'm sure it was junior high, uh, we couldn't drive or anything. We were out, outside throwing the football, I believe. Where are you going? Checking the time? No. What time are we at? 48 minutes. 48 minutes? That's pretty good. Uh, we were outside throwing the football in my cul-de-sac. I grew up in the cul-de-sac there. And I had a neighbor across the street. They had two younger girls, quite a bit younger than us. And uh, she came out and she wanted to play. So I like threw her underhand, tossed her the football, and she couldn't catch it. So it landed on the ground. So she went to pick it up, but she was a little top heavy because her head was huge or something. I don't know. But she <laughs> she kind of pivoted on the ball, tipped over, and just landed on her head. And she cried and went inside. And her mom came out and asked, like, hey, what happened? So I explained it. And I'm a young punk kid, so her mom probably didn't believe me. Fucking liar. So, so she's fired up already, the mom. The kids are inside, and the, the girl's room was on the front of the house. So the girl opened the... Uh, the window and was yelling something at my friend and I. So we're like, whatever, let's go inside. We're like, oh, but before we go inside, let's moon them and let's run inside. So we, we mooned them. We pull our pants down and shut our ass. And then we ran inside. What happened to Mooning? Mooning disappeared. <laughs> Mooning I have was a like, Mooning story too. Oh, Mooning I was a our cop age. When I lived in these apartments, hey. me and my friend, it was, we freaked out. We mooned this cop that was working in his house. And his garage, <laughs> like, Hey cop. And we both pulled down our pants and mooned him. And then we took off running. And uh, that was it. There was nothing. He was just like stupid kids probably yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Mooning was big. I feel like that was one of the insults when we were growing up was just mooning. Like you show an ass and it's like, <laughs> how dare you? Ooh, stinky hole. Because we would do it on the bus too. Like if on there was the another bus? bus like pulling up next to us, we'd moon kids. We'd be like, <laughs> screw you. Here's my ass. My high school bus was... In the shittiest school ever, they were literally mixing gin and juice and drinking oh and doing drugs gosh, on the bus. Like there, there was somebody shot and killed almost every week. Oh, there was rosaries. So like, I don't know or speak with anyone that I went to high school with. Wow, that's crazy. and uh, they know me as a different last name, which I won't tell because <laughs> fuck that place. I think you mentioned it on one of your other, uh, okay. one of our other podcasts. Don't well, say it now. A giant hole opens up and swallows all of Albuquerque. <laughs> crazy. Oh, oh, but so so we ran inside, okay? The They obviously went and told their mom. So their mom comes marching over, rings our door, you know, my, my doorbell. And my mom, my friend Ryan and I, we knew who it was. So we're like, oh, crap. So we, like, hid. I don't even know if we were hiding. We're just like, oh, it's the neighbor's mom. I think we were playing computer. We were playing StarCraft. That was the big thing back then. 
And she talked to my mom and she's like, Hey, I just want you to know that your son and his friend mooned my daughters. And my mom laughed, like instantly <laughs> laughed, like, oh, uh, boys will be boys. And the mom was pissed. She's like, what? And my mom's like, oh, I'm supposed to be angry at that. She's like, oh, I'll talk to them. I'll talk to them. <laughs> she didn't say anything. She's like, oh, that was the neighbor. I guess you mooned their daughters. And we were like, yeah. And she's like, <laughs> she laughed. She's like, Stop try not it. to do that very often. <laughs> I was like, okay. So she was super down to earth. She's like, I know kids are going to be kids. Like they're going to do There's shit. no harm in that. Yeah. So, so she was super down to earth, which is awesome. Uh, but she'd, she'd correct me when I needed to be corrected. So it was good. So I still got the structure side of it. My dad was definitely the more structured side and more of the business side of like, hey, you need to make sure that you're doing the right things in life to set yourself up. But, uh, but it's nice that she was... She's still realistic. She wasn't over the top, which I think helped too. Like growing up, being in more of a relaxed household, you didn't you didn't have that urge to break the rules because they're like, oh, you know, no when deal. I was when I was twelve, I think this was, oh, was maybe younger. I don't know. My mom bought me a Costco sized box of condoms. <laughs> I was like eleven or twelve. I'm like scared the shit out of me i'm like i i know what those are yeah well i mean my but, daughter right now like we're about to get her an iud birth control she's only she's right at that age she's what 14 almost 15 14 she's 14 14 yeah she's 13 14 god damn i don't, I don't know, even man. know anymore if i had a daughter i'd be so protective yeah i'm gonna have to that's scary I'm going to have to beat up some little kids, but I have to do it like in a public so where everyone sees it so they know <laughs> I don't fuck around. <clears throat> yeah, she, they, they bought me that, she brought me that big box of condoms and kind of gave me the birds and the bees talk. And I was like, holy <coughs> shit. And she's like, don't you bring any kids home? And I was like, mom, I'm, I'm 12. Yeah, that's crazy. My mom never did that. Like as far as birth control or like talking to me about it. I feel like I never had that discussion. So especially like when I met Hannah, like one of the first years for Christmas, she's like putting a bunch of condoms and giving her son a bunch of condoms. And I was like, what? It's so bizarre <laughs> and weird. And it's like, what? Well, I guess you're fucking right. I better condoms and get someone pregnant. Than a grandson. Yeah. Or granddaughter. Like, nobody. Nobody gave that. you that talk. No. Yeah. That's, my my mom initially did when she gave me the box of condoms and scared the shit out of me because I was way young. And then my dad um, had a birds and bees talk with me later on after that. But uh, I don't know. Growing up, I think we're right at that, at my age, we're right at that age where we're kind of learning a lot of it on our own anyway. So by the time my dad gave me that talk, it was like, eh, I know all this stuff, dad. I was like, thank you. Thank you. Thank but, you. Good, but this good is, talk. This is awkward. <laughs> so like, I already know this stuff now. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, my mom, they, they were super relaxed on anything. Even, even like, I don't know if saying this is a good thing, but they're like, Hey, if you're going to drink, if you want to try it, just be at home, like be here with us. So we can if you, if it. you're really going to try it. Yeah. So we can make sure you're safe, make sure everything's fine. If you're going to do drugs, do the natural stuff. They're like, do weed. Like, don't do heroin. Don't do any of the synthetic stuff that's going to ruin your life. They're like, just try something natural. Shrooms, weed, like anything that's, it's an Jesus. herb. Yeah. yeah. They're like, just do that stuff. So I feel like with that mentality, I was like, oh, I don't want to do it. 
And I had a lot of friends in school that their their parents were so strict. <coughs> like, don't do this. You can't do this. You can't have sex. You can't do this. So, like, uh, this girl that went to my school, she was the bishop's daughter. Uh-oh. And super strict household. And she was the biggest slut. Yeah. The biggest druggie. An alcoholic in high school. I'm like, holy crap. I was like, why? It's because there are so many Super. restrictions. She's wanting to break these. We're like, oh, like that makes me want to break it. Like I'm I'm curious. Whereas my parents were like, well, if you're gonna do it, like make sure we're here or like ask us about it. I'm like, well, that's boring. Now I don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, that's a great approach, but obviously that probably won't work for everybody. Here here's something that I don't probably doesn't disappoint her, but she's gotta know by now. Like <laughs> I'm a goddamn grown up. I can make my own decisions. But yes, <laughs> I've had weed from time to time. But it's not like I smoke it all the time. I think the last time I even had some is probably over a year. But like, <laughs> she's going to call you now. But like, hanging out with Jennifer and stuff, like, yeah, having an edible and just relaxing at the house. Mom, now that you're not a pharmacist, go ahead and start having some weed. Like, <laughs> you'll just relax. You can just relax you, now. If you Terry. haven't already, Jennifer, come on. Just slip her some kind of like tincture <laughs> or something. I don't know. Something to get her a little high. Terry, take fun. a load off. Come yeah. on. You've done your pharmacy Smoke career. Smoke a big joint. You've you've upheld your your side of the deal as far as being legit and legal with all the medications. Hey, there's a lot of states that have it legal now. It's legal some places, and not federally yet, but it's not like it do it once here and now is gonna ruin anything. Like no. I literally she knows that even at my lunch sometimes she knows that I go to the bar. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit. Just yeah. I'm not a just don't be a complete piece of shit. There you go. There's my two cents. Don't be a complete piece of shit. Yeah. Go ahead and do what you need to. Just don't be a piece of shit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Have you done anything that your mom doesn't know about that would disappoint her? Like drug-wise? No, no, no. Anything. Anything in life that... I'm sure there's things, but I sure the hell am not going <laughs> to spill every... There's things that you want to take to the grave? <laughs> yeah, there's some things that are just... Uh... I think there's a lot of things... I'm sure she wouldn't want to know some of the things. Yeah, yeah. There's that, and there's a lot of things that it's like, you know what? There's choices, it's choices I made in life that she doesn't need to know. Like, why, why even bother them about it? At one time... Where I killed that guy, and we disposed of the body. Uh, episode number three. <laughs> no, just kidding. Episode where we're talking about murder? Yeah. And I helped you dispose of the body? Yeah, yeah. I wrote a note. <laughs> Go back, listen, you'll know. <laughs> uh, no. I feel, I feel like the when thinking about that question, if if I've ever done anything that I feel like my mom would be disappointed in... The first thing that comes to my mind is how I spend my money. But even that, I don't feel like she, mm. I feel like she's super supportive even in that. Because I've talked to her. She knows how much I spend. She knows the shit that I buy that's frivolous. As long as you're happy, I think your mom, it's like, whatever. Yeah. Well, and I, I think she's been through so much in life and has lost so much that she's gotten to the point where she's like, you know what? You just need to be happy. And I've, I've, you know, with, with her dad being murdered, and I've talked to you about it before, where he worked two jobs his entire life to try to save up and, and, you know, have a good retirement and then gets murdered so he can't experience any of it. My mom's whole approach to life is spend the money. Yeah. Get what you want. Be that's, happy. That's how I am. Like, like, 
buy the shit I want now, repercussions so, later. So some of the uh, the spendiest decisions I've made is because of my mom. Yeah. My first my first big car purchase that I got. So I had a Honda Civic in high school. Okay. That was that's a cheap like first car for a lot of people. My first car that I bought on that was a big purchase was a 2006 Subaru STI. So that was back then it was like $34,000 brand that's new. That's a lot. Which back then like when I'm right out of high school, that's a lot of money. My car now is just barely over that and I'm 42 yeah. years old. <laughs> so that was a big purchase. Okay, so, but when I went into it, I was like, okay, I love the STI. But it's way too expensive. So I was like, I'll buy the WRX, which is the model below it. it up. And I'll get a bigger turbo. I'll get the suspension. I'll get the big wing that makes it look like the STI. I'll make it look like the STI. My mom's like, are you stupid? If you want the STI, get the goddamn STI. I was like, but mom. She's like, get the STI. I was like, okay. So it's her fault. Like a lot of these this, this spending. So when I think about disappointment, I'm like, oh, the way I spend my money. I'm like, you know what? No, because she has influenced me yeah. to spend my money like that. I think what she has put into my head is everything that we buy and like the clothes that we wear, the shit that we buy, the cars that I have, it's all borrowed. Yeah. Like you can't take it with you. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's all material shit. When we die, it goes to somebody else. It's not, we don't own any of that. It's all borrowed. What we do own is moments in time. So memories that we can create with getting the things that we want and spending the time with the people and buying the shit (coughs) for people those are the things that we truly own. So I think that's what she's really taught me in life is create these memories, create these moments in time that you can own by doing the things that you want and spending that money. So I don't know. Like there's, I hope that with my mom, like that she did have me so young, there's still like time to spend and spend. Oh yeah. She's a stubborn, tough son of a bitch. She'll be, she'll be around for a long time. She's going to be stuck in Texas forever. Move her ass up here. Get her she, back up uh, here. She won't because of her father. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't, I don't know. I don't know if I like Texas enough to really, the housing is the only thing that's nice because it's still semi-cheap. Affordable. Yeah. But it'll all eventually my brothers pop and sisters here. live here and I don't want to leave all them. Yeah. It would have to be everyone I know and my family all move out there together. Would she ever move her dad up here? No. No? No, he's lived he there his leave. whole life. Yeah. He couldn't and leave. Uh, she's as stubborn as he is to want to. I, don't, I bet if she would ask him, he'd probably be like, eh, whatever, you know, because he's still, he's in the last few years, he's really, the age is really caught up to him. Yeah. Like at first, he was like, oh, let's go swap me. He'll walk around all day. And now no, it's he's really slowly catching down. up where he can't stand or walk for more than 15 minutes and he's like i'm exhausted and i have to sit down he can't hold his head up yeah i think he's got some prostate cancer but with prostate cancer they don't really do shit until it's like a problem yeah and by then it's just like you're gonna die eventually yeah prostate's it's it's one of the easier ones to treat but yeah like if it's if it's nothing at his age they're not gonna do a lot yeah, because why put him through something. chemo it's not Kimo worth it. Just the quality him. of life, yeah. The quality of life is not worth it. Yeah. So. Hmm. Do you think uh, your life would be different without the influence that your mom had? Yeah. Do you think she had a lot of She did good influence on you? Yeah, a lot of good. Honestly, 
I could be a lot bigger piece of shit than I am now. <laughs> I, uh, if I didn't have my family and my mother in my life, I would a hundred percent just rob and steal and commit crime and not feel bad because I wouldn't have that. Like, what is everyone going to think of me right. hanging over me? I feel right. like she's, she's had yeah, a lot of, I would just take whatever the fuck I wanted. Yeah. And life would be great. She's given you a oh, lot I of mean. those morals. And life would be great. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, but, yeah. I, I feel like it definitely holds you holds you accountable Yeah, in life. Yeah. You don't want to disappoint them too much. <laughs> you got to disappoint them a little but bit. You got to live your life. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I miss my mom. Hmm. I'm lucky. I'm lucky that my parents are here so I can see them as much as I can. Um, speaking of your tattoo, <laughs> as covered as I am, yeah. Uh, my mom was not for tattoos either. Uh, she did get her own tattoo, so she got a tramp stamp. Your so mom? She, my mom has a tramp stamp. So when we were 18... Um, when I turned 18, my sister, me, and my mom all went out and got a tattoo. That was our first tattoo. Well, for my sister and I, it kept going. For my mom, she's like, that's good. But the tattoos, I think, is another thing that's kind of a disappointing thing. I think it's grown on her. She don't care anymore. She doesn't care, yeah. Like, she's still supportive. She thinks it's She You're... thinks it's beautiful. Yeah, she's, yeah, as long as I have a career and I'm not, like, on the street with covered in tattoos and can't get a job like she's happy but before i got my hand tattooed she's like "Ah, don't do that because that's that's a prison tap that's a prison tat yeah she's like job stoppers that's it makes you look like a prison inmate i was like uh but look how pretty so i had to i had to get the rose that's for her so this this represents my mom so i was like oh mom it's it's you and she's like (laughs) speaking of tattoos oh shit we are an hour and five minutes. If my mom listens to all of this... Okay, <laughs> if she makes it to this point... She makes all this. This is something she would not be happy with. <laughs> but at this point, all she can do is just suck it up. <laughs> and it's another thing that... Uh, uh, so... Terry, by the way, disclaimer, I did not condone this activity. That's bullshit. He wants one too, okay? But I was there to view... <laughs> This abomination of what his decisions were. If she listened to episode two, I thought I brought it up then. Oh, you did? But I bought a $25 tattoo gun off of Amazon, (laughs) and we practiced on this fake skin, and I gave my sister a tattoo (laughs) of a paper airplane. Who is that? Next time you see your mom, if it's on her... Uh, what, which foot? It's one on one of her ankles. It's just a little paper airplane. <laughs> Is that her youngest girl? Uh, That's her youngest. Child? Her youngest. I also tattooed. Her baby. Her baby. I also tattooed Hannah. And it was on her ankle last oh. time you were here, but nobody said oh, she's cut from the because family. We now. didn't want to piss you off. She doesn't. She, no, she's not. Hey, I did a good job though. When you, you did, look you at did, it. You did. You did good. You did I good. I was sterile and nobody is dying of needle infections or anything. <laughs> No and I haven't infections. done any since. I've just done the, those. Actually, I did two on a. I did two on Brandy. 
on her finger. She's got a little screwed up lightning bolt. Screwed up? Yeah, it's not that good. (laughs) (laughs) And that's because I did it. (laughs) Oops. And uh, I think you still did pretty good. I still got one needle left. Jared, what do you want? Uh, you only have one needle left. <coughs> yeah, yeah just go to Amazon. They're probably like fifty cents for <laughs> their needles. For a needle, I can buy a new, another tattoo <laughs> set. Oh my Sorry, mom. Ah, I love you. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Uh, well, uh, to all the mothers out there, Happy Mother's Day. Happy Do you have mother's anything Day. else? We're gonna talk about the uh, no hair, don't care. No hair, don't care topic of the day. It is it, a controversial one. Right online with uh, Mother's Day to become a mother or by force or not. Yeah. <laughs> so with the historic case of Roe versus Wade, the abortion topic. Chris, before we start, before you open that link that that Hannah sent you yeah. about the all this stuff that's going on. Are you pro-life or pro-choice? This is this is a very controversial topic. Like I growing am, up talking about this stuff, it'll piss pro-life, off. pro-life, pro-choice, huge. Like with how, especially, I don't even know. Like I haven't had this discussion for so long because I don't know. Like it doesn't come up very much anymore. But back, society is so sensitive today. Like yeah, I, I can I can only so imagine sensitive. how controversial it is now. But like back when when I even talked about it. And people would ask, like, oh, are you pro-life or pro-choice? Even back then, it was controversial. So this is a topic that will never, ever be not controversial. Are you pro-life or are you pro-choice? I am, without pissing anyone off. <laughs> You're going to piss and, people off. And at the same time, fuck you because it's my decision. <laughs> <laughs> you, not you, but... Uh, you, I, you, who are you blaming? All the women out there should have the option with their body and uh, choose to whether be a mother or not pro-choice i'm pro-choice all the way so okay i will say i am also i mean there's issues where i think people abuse this system sure but it's not their choice they're a piece of shit and i can't control them but uh, out of the majority of the people that want to have an abortion it's probably to better their life their and the situation. kid that they would have. Right. Yeah, I agree. I am pro-choice as well. To an extent, if you let the baby go almost to full term, you yeah, need to have you, the kid. You like should. If you, you need to decide quickly. Like as soon as you find out, you've got a week to decide or yeah, something. Yeah, you need like, to decide, okay, am I having this kid or not? If you're like, oh, six months into it, maybe I don't want this kid. No, 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 The no. dad left no. me. I don't want the baby now. Yeah, no. Nope. Fuck you. Sorry. You have to decide quickly but i i i am pro-choice i feel like a woman has the right to decide what they want to do with their body or the child or like you said like if if it's going to be an environment that's going to be hostile for the kid or bad or toxic for the kid or even the mom let them you're not financially able to sustain life for yourself hardly how are you going to provide for someone else they have to put the kid into foster care or the foster system that's there's there's plenty of that already so yeah (laughs) so i'm pro-choice to an extent yeah yeah. don't don't be Stupid. People that abuse it, well, they can. They should just hot hanger their insides out so they can't fucking get pregnant anymore. <laughs> you know, after you get Ugh. so many abortions, you know what? After two abortions, 
Maybe, yeah, maybe even one. Maybe, like, maybe they should, should be, be like castrated, like a female castration. Ca- I was like castrated. Yeah, chop out some, pull some ovaries out or something. Like you know what? You don't deserve to have kids. At so this you're point. saying there should be like an abortion punch card? Yeah. After that, that sounds terrible. <laughs> after your third one, the fourth one's free. That's oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. Okay. Okay. So another another thing, I saw this. This was maybe like eight months ago, maybe a year ago. Um, they talked about, does the, does the man have a choice in the matter? Because yes, it's not, you know, it's not the man's body, but it affects the man as well. Can the man make the decision be like, no, 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 I want her to have an abortion. That's, that's that's tricky. That's a, that's even more controversial. Does the man have a choice of like, okay, that's my baby too. Maybe they should, that they should limit it. Like, if some let's, sort of balance, let's say hypothetically, a uh, guy, Johnny Dooleader, Dooleader, got coming back. Suzanne pregnant. You killed Dooleader. Oh, well, not I yet. I killed Doolittle. <laughs> okay, so they got they got this pregnant. This is why you killed him. Anyway, but go on. She didn't want to have the baby, and he was strongly for it. Maybe they should get the consent or not with having. An abortion. I mean, that still probably hurts a lot of people's feelings. But if the dad is like, you know what, I'm, I'm financially able and capable, and I want to have the baby. She doesn't, but she wants to have an abortion. I mean, she still has to carry it, and it's her body. Yeah, but it takes two to make a baby. Yeah, that's hard. He should have maybe the option. To I feel say like, I'll take on all the responsibility. Right, 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 right. And split parts with you, and you have and, no responsibility yeah. of the baby. And maybe if they, if the dad, wants as long it, as she can healthily like raise it, raise it, and have the baby, bring it to full term. Uh, it's hard because it's like okay, maybe have him allow him certain decisions. Like if the if the mom was like, no, I don't want this child at all. It's like okay, dad has no say in it. Maybe. But like you said, like if they want full responsibility, then the mom has to be like, okay, I'll bring it to term, and then you can give over all the rights. I don't know. That's hard. But like it's a, the decision it's a, of aborting the baby, it's like maybe <coughs> if the the mom wants to carry it, but the dad's like, you know, this here's the they have to like justify it. Maybe like take it to court and be like, these are the reasons why it's not a good idea. Like I'm not financially steady. To I'm have, super young. I don't know. That's it's just it's, too easy to get pregnant, and like the repercussions, people aren't realizing that. A baby is going to change your fucking life. It's easy to get pregnant, but it's... So here's... It's I so feel like, fucking hard. I feel like here's the problem with with our society. It is very easy to get pregnant. Yes, I agree. It is very easy to prevent pregnancy. But our society and certain you know views on you know sex at a young age and all that stuff, sex without marriage, people aren't educated enough. So they don't... They don't know this like they they it's such it's such taboo that they're not educated they're not told how to prevent this stuff so then accidents happen because kids experiment people experiment young people young adults experiment i don't think the education is there people fight (coughs) so much to to keep that education out of the schooling that these kids have no idea my first time could have gone either way like i don't i didn't have a condom the first time and drunk and it was an the aftermath was just frightening and scared that that was a possibility. Yeah. So fucking glad it wasn't. And I was pretty sure that I didn't put my baby batter in her, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) 
But still, when she gets worried, thinking that oh, I might be or something, and then and your you mind's out. going, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. I've got to murder her now and hide the body. <laughs> <laughs> Find a big flight of stairs. You're fucking tumbling down them. <laughs> Bye. Well, yeah. So, I mean, my first time, <laughs> we used a condom, but we had no idea how to do it right. I don't know if I put it on right, and it, I think the first one fell off. Is it supposed to go all the way around the balls? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just around the balls. It's yeah. supposed to, if it's just sucks the balls, around the balls, like... then it prevents anything from happening. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the, the education I don't think is there enough to educate these people. So that being said, it puts people in these situations where it's like, oh crap, I didn't know. I wasn't educated enough. We need to not. We need, an abortion is the, the best case scenario because they're 16, 14, 15, 16 years old. <laughs> they can't bring a kid into their life. That's yeah, going to ruin crazy. their life. It's going to ruin the kid's life. So... I'm like, pro-choice, 100% pro-choice. I'm pro-choice too. And at the same time, like, I want my daughter to be educated. But at the same time, I don't want to, like, go out and buy her condoms, which I, I should just buy her condoms and be like, you know, keep these on you. If just something's going to happen. But, but I, I feel don't like want anything having to the happen. condoms there makes her be like, hey, I could and I'll be right. okay. And then right. they screw around and something happens. Or, right. But then the opposite of like, oh, I don't have condoms, I think but I want, want her to, screw to wait around. until she's ready and all that. But fuck, who knows? Dude, it's, it's, it's hard. Guys are fucking. Guys are pigs. Fucking assholes. And I have two daughters. I wish they just need to be lesbians and then I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> oh my God. Just be lesbians. Hey, you know do what? you support, do you support this idea? Do you think every man should have a vasectomy? Until they are proven responsible enough to have a kid and they can get a reverse vasectomy to have a kid. I mean, you'd have to, like, give vasectomies to eight-year-olds, like. <laughs> we, don't, we don't, I don't think we have potent sperm until we go through maturation. Well, I mean. <laughs> I mean, maybe, still, I don't know. I mean, you're, you, you're going to be, you like, know? 13 years yeah, old. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's going to be young. I get it. But do you support that decision? Uh, like that's there, a, there that's should a, be there I've, should be a pill that like parents start giving their like uh, men that like sterilizes them. There should be birth control for men. Like why isn't there more options for men? It's it's harder to prevent that. I think I don't think they've Get come up fuck, with a mechanism. They don't that have something it. similar to like uh, an implant or something no, that just kills with women. Implant it's, on my balls. It's the hormone regulation that prevents the pregnancy that sh- like sheds mm. the lining, prevents the, an egg from the even technology, being deposited. Come on, man. But like for men, what are you supposed to do? Like you have to literally prevent the man from ejaculating, because how are you supposed to depotenize the sperm? What is a little gel cell they put on your dick so you can't get an erection? What? Oh, oh it's like acid. Prevent device. men from having any erections from like, when they're younger. Ding, padlock your dick. <laughs> oh. Anyway. All right. Back to the topic. So the Roe versus Wade. I guess they're. They're literally right now, I don't know, have they made the decision? Like, I keep seeing things uh, that they've made the decision. I was decision. told they haven't made it yet, but if it happens, it's going to happen to, like, 26 states, and that's going to affect... They're going to overturn the ruling of having abortion legal throughout the nation. It's going to be gone. No more Plan yeah. B, and that's going to involve people doing at-home abortions, and it's going to lead to a lot of people killing themselves and doing yeah, stupid shit absolutely. they shouldn't. So overdosing and fucking drugs to try to kill babies. And they've and they've <sighs> talked about that before too. When they criminalized it back in it was like nineteen seventy five, something in the seventies. Uh where it was criminalized, practitioners and and women that got pregnant had to literally do it in back alleys or in shady areas to where 
yeah, people were dying. There's something that I read that said like a sixth of the deaths were from from these these illegal abortions. And they said it should be, uh, the numbers are probably higher because that's what was reported. Everybody be going to Mexico to get plan B. I mean, it's going to force people into shady situations where right now it can be professionally and safely done. Start buying plan B. You can sell for a lot of money if it happens. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, because you said they were talking about taking plan B off the shelf. Yeah, plan B will be, I mean, anything related to abortion. Yeah. And uh, that's crazy. Also, another thing was brought up was like when it first happened, or I don't know if this has happened in the past or not. There was a lady who got pregnant, and she was having a lot of health implications because of the pregnancy. So she was trying to get an abortion for her own health, like her body couldn't handle it. Right. And no doctor would do the abortion. Yeah. Mm. And she ended up dying. Yeah. That's that's because insane. It's nobody'll do it. It's like, okay, well, we can't do it because it's not moral like morally I don't feel comfortable with it. So you're going to have to die. It's like, are you morally comfortable with killing this patient? Like she's going to die if you don't do this. I think that's ridiculous. Yeah. I've seen a lot of posts where it's like, how do how does government feel like they can control a woman's decision about their own body? Like I I agree 100%. <laughs> Again, there's no uh, laws out there stopping men from doing anything. Right. Yeah, no jerking I, I off. I don't, isn't it illegal to jerk off in that what a law or something they made in Utah or something or <laughs> what? Like it was illegal really? to masturbate. Maybe like, in public. <laughs> I oh, don't yeah, know. I'm sure in public, but I remember I remember hearing something about like they made a law. Like there's one of those little stupid laws somewhere like it's illegal to masturbate or something. Let's see. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. I know. I, I, I remember looking up all the like weird laws in each state. Like if you tie your alligator to a hydr- fire hydrant in Georgia, it's illegal. Masturbating for a paying audience. Oh, is not illegal under Utah's prostitution law. <laughs> That's completely different. So if you want to get paid to do it, it's not illegal. Huh. I don't know. There's so many weird laws. The penalty code. <laughs> oh, Utah Senate rejects anti-masturbation amendment to propose so somebody abortion was ban. trying to what to make that a law. Like you know what? The, how do you, you know fucking enforce that? Someone's gonna come out. Have you masturbated today? You're going to jail. You know Get in the paddy wagon. If you if you think about that too, like you you outlaw masturbation. Which I don't know how they're gonna even enforce that, but you outlaw that, and if people follow it, then they're gonna become like desperate. So then, of course, they're gonna try to find a woman and then impregnate them, and then it's this vicious. Like, you're creating more problems than you're solving. Yeah. Like I don't know what they're trying to solve with this. They're trying to overturn this. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still looking up. That's okay. What does it thing. say? Well, then there's so many different things. <laughs> the 1700s U.S. law wasn't too kind or something. Damn it, I just got a pop-up and it just stopped me. <clears throat> These seven states will vote to make masturbation illegal. <laughs> what? What state are you guys living seven in? Seven states? <laughs> what are the seven states? <laughs> okay, these seven states will vote to make masturbation illegal. I don't Is know this current? This was. 
Is this current? I, I don't know. Oh, this is January 1st, 2017. Oh, 2007. That's pretty Arkansas. current. Oh. Arkansas. Alabama, Georgia, Louisiana, Missouri, Utah, and Texas all have measures on their Are you ballots to me? make any and all forms of male masturbation illegal. That was in 2017. I don't understand it. All the inbred states. sexuality is human nature like how how do you prevent nature like that's that's just a part of who we are is having the exception was sperm donation clinics oh my god so the sperm donation Mm. clinic line is gonna go around the block for men to jerk off yeah, that's it. the only way they can do it legally. <laughs> like that's the longest Sperm line donation. I've ever seen. I gotta get. Man, my... we have never had this many donors ever. <laughs> that's crazy. <clears throat> how how do people think they can prevent stuff know. like that? It's human nature. You keep looking at the time. We we need to go. We need to cut this. We don't have to go. I was just looking. Yeah, quit looking. I'm looking at my. You're looking at your face, face in the in the computer oh, screen. Oh, it's so bright. Sorry, oh. let me cover that up. There you go. There's the no hair, don't care mascot. No hair, don't care topic. It's a big one. Controversial. Hey, speaking of more controversial stuff, I don't know. Not controversial. More entertaining. More crazy. Like so, we talked about Chris Rock getting slapped by Will Smith. Ooh. Just the other day, just the other day, Chappelle was up on stage. I don't even know what the event I, uh, was. What I read was the attacker was armed. Yeah, yielding a knife. And like, I saw him like dive at him. I don't know if he got oh, he him was, at all. He didn't know how to tackle worth shit. He Did like you dived see at him and he was just kind of like, kind of brushed him off. And then it was just like people from everywhere took him in the back oh, man. and just beat the shit out of this yeah, guy. So Chappelle was. Host, I don't know if he was hosting, but he was he was up on stage for this big event, and a guy runs up on stage and attempts to tackle Chappelle. Does a very bad job. Like he he clearly has never tackled anybody in his life because Chappelle kind of he almost brushes him off completely. He barely leaves loses his footing, but then yeah, like all of his entourage and the the security like beat the shit out of him did you see a picture of him yeah it looked like his arm was ripped off and reattached <laughs> his, backwards his arm was dislocated <laughs> his face looked mangled and you can kind of tell like, like one side oh, of the shit, face was bro. beat to shit so like that side of the face was probably the one that was on the ground yeah, and he, they were kicking him from the other side like he got he got what he deserved he got, oh he yeah should have done that a hundred percent they could have taken him back and shot him and it would have been fine i would have been okay with percent yeah like are I, you I, are you kidding things me? i heard like I heard a couple, I don't know if it's true, but the guy was like a big prankster and he did it as a prank. Seriously. Like the wrong fucking time okay, to but, do a prank. And he had a knife. That's and he had problem. a knife. He like, was armed. What the fuck are you thinking? Oh, he's so screwed. And right after that, Chris Rock came up on the stage <laughs> and gave him a handshake and it like somehow they caught it. He's like, was that Will Smith? That was hilarious. <laughs> I loved that he said that. Was that Will Smith? And like apparently there was like some big people like Busta Rhymes was there, was part of the... I don't know if it's true. Like Buster Rhymes was part of the crew. Like, you know what? You're getting your ass beat in the back. <laughs> and um, fuck, there was somebody else. Some other big, like he's got a lot of Dude, big, that's... close people. Oh, yeah. Don't fuck with Chappelle. Don't, don't. I don't know. That was stupid. That was yeah. stupid, especially after the big controversy with Will Smith. 
Like now people are like, oh, you're going to do that? Like you're not getting away with it. That shit ain't flying anymore. Will Smith got away with it and everybody's pissed that he got away with it. So now people are going to be like, nope, you ain't getting away with it. You're getting your ass beat. Did you see the the Mike Tyson thing on the airplane? No. So there was a, a passenger. Mike Tyson was on a flight and this passenger right behind him was just antagonizing him, just bugging him, kicking his seat, hitting his seat, like uh, going up over and like talking to him and talking shit, like just egging Mike Tyson on and he kept kicking his seat and hitting it. This guy, the passenger across the way was recording this whole thing. So they have it on video. So he was harassing Mike Tyson. Set up almost. So Mike Tyson finally just snapped and got up and just beat the shit out of this passenger. Good. Like, oh, oh yeah, he deserved it. Uh, absolutely it sucks deserved it. Mike Tyson's gonna lose that's a bunch the of money well, over it. So here's the thing: like, he did it to get money. I'm sure he's gonna sue. Oh, him. absolutely. Like the first thing he did was he went to the cops. The yeah. first thing he did when he got off the plane is he went to the cops. So he's going to try to get some sort of money out of it, which I I hope the judge rules in Mike's favor, especially with all the video footage I mean, that they have this guy self, harassing Self-defense at some uh-huh. point. Yeah, like, absolutely. You know, my well-being, you can't just because you... Well, and I think, so there's, there's before, they're like, oh yeah, fighters, these are considered deadly weapons. So if then you use your hands... should be able to get an LLC for his body. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they in the past they've ruled all oh, fighters if they use their fist that's a deadly weapon so they get charged for it. But it's like, but now since then it's like no, sorry that doesn't that doesn't fly. They've changed that ruling to where it's like if it's self defense or you're getting harassed or something like that, you can't you can't use Don't that deadly deadly weapon thing. It's like no, he was literally responding to what you were doing to him. So I I I hope that he doesn't get Hopefully sued not. or anything. But I mean, it seemed like he was like on the right track. He's got his own weed brand. He's starting to like. He was doing oh, he's, fights. He's doing the right. He's he has a, he has a to, podcast. Like, no more biting people's ears and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has his weed brand. It's it's a ear gummy, gummy ears with yeah, a bite with a taken yeah. out of it. No, and he has a I successful podcast, and he's very he's very influential. Like this the stuff that he says, I love listening to a lot of his quotes. So he has a lot of good insight. Yeah, I heard him on Joe Rogan was last time I like yeah. saw him. He has a lot of good insight. I like him as a person. Like now he's grown so much. I like him. I, I really hope this guy doesn't Yeah, I was succeed. I was rooting for him when he did that fight against uh Roy Jones, I think. Was it Roy Roy Jones? Roy, Roy Jones? I think so. I don't remember. Yeah, I was rooting for him too. I was hoping it would have been He looked lot. like a monster. Yeah, he he looked scary. I thought he was like here's the mic that we all know and like to see <laughs> fighting. And, and then uh, it just looked like a couple old people yeah, staggering cut, around. I mean, he still he still did like amazing for his age. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh nobody else could I'd do like that. to see him fight uh jake paul jake paul yeah that'd be fucking <laughs> awesome who gives a shit if it's legit i mean they'll make so much money off of that oh yeah for sure the last well, thing on like jake paul spent so much money i heard he bought a six million dollar pokemon car and wore it during a wrestling match oh match gosh it's crazy insane the money that that kid has is just stupid but then right after this airplane incident uh mike tyson was in vegas He's walking along some, I don't know, it was, it was gated off, so some red carpet event or something. I don't know. And this person that was on the other side of the gate, she reached over and just kind of flicked his nose like that, and he freaked out. And I'm like, man, like everybody's picking on, everybody's just trying that's that to, to get that's out. Assault. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like everybody is getting away with all this shit, and all the celebrities are getting hit for it. 
like like Johnny Depp, like that case that we talked about before. <laughs> uh, Chris Rock is getting assaulted. Chappelle's getting assaulted now. Mike Tyson's been assaulted twice. I like, run why, through why are the celebrities in getting I get in trouble? Assaulted. I don't got much to lose. I'm gonna get out and <laughs> smash somebody's face in. <clears throat> what would you do? I, I I've run you, scenarios in my head too. You gotta help me dispose of the body. I I will. You already know that. Okay. I'll, I'll help you. <laughs> Unless it's Hana, then I don't know. Then there's conflicting interests there. We already know. Just because you're on air, it's fine. <laughs> uh, no. So when I've run scenarios through my own head about getting into a fight or getting, I don't know, some sort of conflict. With what my understanding of the law is, is if they strike first, then you're self-defense. If you strike first, you're assaulting the person. Would you wait for somebody to make the first move? Yeah. Because that could be... Yeah, that's the go-ahead. That's the uh, but all balls out. That could be... And then I can plead sanity if I have to. I was That rage. could be your ticket, ticket free to beat the shit out of them. Or it could be devastating. If they get a good first hit, you're... Locked. Well, I'm, I'm going to avoid the first. You don't got to get hit by the first hit. That's true. They just got to swing. And I'm going to expect it coming, and I'm going to do everything I can not to take the full blunt. <laughs> and then I, I'm not I'm not the, the most fit guy, but I've got a lot of rage in my you heart. You do have a lot of rage. I see and it. And I'm going to just, I'm going to rip out your throat. I'm going to shit down your throat, and I'm going to skull stomp you until wow. you are a bloody mess and somebody's gonna have to pull me off of you at this point. I, I I do see a lot of your rage. When you get a little bit tipsy, you get you get punchy. You get punchy. You start hitting and you want to fight. You get a little punchy. Oh, I can see it. It comes out a little bit. Nah. <laughs> nah. Well, we're gonna we're gonna have to look up the the current laws. Hopefully, yeah. it's still the same. If they make the first swing, then it's a free game. I mean, I'm always running through scenarios. There are, I have a scenario like <laughs> somebody. There was somebody walking slow across like a busy lane of traffic over by where I am. Like it wasn't just a like crosswalk, just like he was on his phone, just like do do do. And I rolled up and I saw like four cars waiting. And I would have, I thought like, why didn't somebody fucking Lay honk? On the I would have been like, yeah. go to the crosswalk or get the fuck out of the way. Right. And I could see him being like, fuck you, and then kicking my car and then me putting it in park. <sighs> and at that point. I bash his face in, I steal his wallet, whatever cash in it, I smash oh his phone God. because he needs to pay for some kind of something because oh, I'm yeah. not going to stick yeah. around and find the fee, maybe break his arm in five spots and uh, leave him crippled for the rest of his life. And then me going home and be like, Jared, you got to help me pull his dent out of my car now. <laughs> hey, we have a dent kit. <laughs> Bought it from Amazon. Like, it's where you can get everything. <clears throat> I didn't. I didn't honk my horn. Lucky for him, I wasn't going the other way, or else I would have honked. Have you ever wanted to? Uh, start, All the time, every day. Start a fight? Oh, uh, yeah, sometimes. What sure. were you thinking of? I don't know. <laughs> All the time, every day. Yeah. Start a fight? I remember when I was younger, when the testosterone was just raging. I was like, yeah, yeah, let's get in a fight. I got in lots of fights when I was younger. Lots. That's right. You told me that. Uh, growing up in Albuquerque, like. In my teens, it was a shitty place. Like, you would fight. I would fight all the time. I would fight with some of my best friends. And then later that day, like, make I up, remember I got in a fight with uh, one guy when I lived in Tramway. Um, 
he thought he was tough and everything, and I'm sure I thought I was tough and everything. But it got to the point where we fought so much, I took his head, and then it was Jim, my stepdad's car, and I was bashing his head against his car, just like, smash, smash Oh, my smash. gosh. And his eyebrow swelled up so big that he couldn't see out of his eye. And then I don't know what we find. I was like, all right, you've had enough. And he was like, all right, I've had enough. <laughs> and he went home, and then later that day, like, hey, man. That got out of control. I'm sorry. Yeah, me too. And then we go and play Nintendo together. Yeah, yeah. See, I like and that. Like, I like put that. Put some about, ice on it. I like that about like boys in our relationships. Like we could fucking I mean, hate was, each other for was, two seconds and then be fine. It was a dog eat dog every week. Like, yeah. did you ever have get-togethers where you just literally boxed? No, it was no. always when we were fighting. I think it that was, was like, pure rage. Yeah, I, I think mean, there I think this, that was. Uh, my my era since you're so much older than me we would we would literally go to whoever's house and just like all right bring your boxing gloves and we'd just fight we'd just box no i don't think i could just do it i would i would lose my shit (laughs) the gloves coming off but at my age at this point in my age i feel like if i'm getting in a fight i want everyone to know that this will not be a fair fight i'm gonna take whatever (laughs) sharp object a fucking baseball bat oh my god scissors (laughs) And I'm not fighting to be your fucking friend. I'm fighting to put You're you in a hospital. Mm-hmm. This is a life or death because these days everyone's got some training, and I don't know who's got what. I'm going to take a bottle and break it and stab you in the fucking neck. Well, and everybody has weapons. Yeah. Like that, the the high school kids you that see this got shot. Camera holder? Yeah. You're going to use a that? weapon. <laughs> <laughs> the other day, like what, last month, there was a, like a, a fight, a scuffle with high school kids. And they were just trying to solve their issue, fist fighting, and some piece of shit kid brought a gun. Are we talking about my daughter's school? Was it them? Uh, Jordan High School, like two oh, days no, ago, no, no. there was a fight right there. I got a message while I was at work that this had happened, a scuffle or something. Uh, some two girls were fighting, and one pulled out a gun <sighs> and waved it around. And no. my daughter's like right there, I think. Like she said that she was telling me everything that was happening. And it's just like, really? You listen, everybody. You're gonna fight, use your fucking fist if you're young. You don't know fucking shit. A gun is gonna ruin your life. So now that girl <laughs> kick her the fuck out of that school, punish the fucking parents for having her yeah. even having access to the gun. Hey, you just said fight with your fist because guns will change your life. But when you get right 40, before that when you're at forty years old, stab hey. them with the fucking broken Okay, bottle, I was gonna say okay? right before that you said you're not fighting fair. <laughs> I'm not. I've been in enough, and I know my yeah, body's yeah, yeah. limits, yeah. and I got to fight dirty now. No, I'm, I'm talking about the one that was Hunter or Granger High School. Just high school kids, big group of kids that are just getting into a fight. Some stupid piece of shit brought a gun and shot a kid, killed him. And it's like, why? It's crazy, man. Like, And what's, yeah, I don't know. I can remember at my high school, like, and that was a big fear. There was a lot of gangs. There was like Bloods and Crips were big at my high school. Yeah. And I would hear stories like the nerdy kid just going to the park to eat his lunch. And he was sitting up against a tree and somebody didn't like him. So like he had his head up against a tree and they ran up and kicked him right in the face with oh. his head right up against a tree. So it just was like just busted just... everything in his face. And you're just like, Jesus Christ, looking at someone the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. There was one time I had, which I regret, if I could go back, I would take a beating for it. In high school, it was some jock 
and he he was good and he was taller and bigger than everyone. He probably failed five times. Who knows? He's probably <laughs> twenty years <Held> old. <laughs> I think I was like a freshman or a sophomore. Yeah. And his girlfriend came up and asked something about the class. And I was like, oh, yeah, hey, this is what happened. And he came up and thought something was happening with his girl and me. Right, right. He's like, well, you want to do something? He stood like two feet taller than me. <laughs> so what am I going to do? Like, I, we were just talking. He's like, fuck you. And he pushed me. He spit in my face. Uh, and if I could go back right now, I would just bite your tongue and walk away. I would. No, no. I, I couldn't do nothing then. Like, if I could go back in time. I would take an ass whooping to keep my dignity. I would grab his dick and rip it off and just put it in his mouth and have him choke on it. <laughs> so wait, what did you do? Just walked away? Yeah, I mean, I couldn't do nothing. Uh, I mean, Oh, he's huge. He probably had 150 yeah. pounds on me. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like a buck 10 in high school. Uh, yeah, that's hard. That sucks. Yeah. Whoever mean, you are, and you know you are. Do you remember his name? I hope you have cancer. What was his name? Call him out. I don't know. Isn't it? They're Muslim and Mexican, which I don't have anything in Mexican. His name was <laughs> oh, this is becoming probably uh, Julio or Juan. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, now we're going to get tagged for being racist. He was racist. that or Indian. That's all that lives in New Mexico. Albuquerque. Albuquerque. It's, uh, I, guess, I guess this goes in line with what would my mom be disappointed with that she doesn't know about. I got into a fight, one of one of my fights. Uh, it was at a skate park. I was a little skater punk. Like I feel like I was a poser skater punk because skater I'm still a sweet boy. <laughs> but you had to be a little bit tough, right? So I was at a skate park, and I was skating this bowl, going back and forth, doing whatever, doing my tricks, practicing. And this kid on a BMX bike kept just riding through the bowl, <laughs> and then he'd try to time it to where it was like right before I'd go, he'd just ride right in front of me and he was looking right at me and he was just laughing when he would ride around the bowl and stop me from going. Then I'd go and come just back. Pull him between his front wheel and watch him flip board the fucking handlebars. So, yeah, so finally it was like the, th- I don't know, fourth or fifth time I was like, fuck this. So he, I went to like go and he like started pedaling in. So I rolled my skateboard right in front of his bike. So it hit the tire and it like flipped him off. So he like fell and I followed down into the bowl and I jumped on top of him. <laughs> do you, when you got into a fight, would you black out? Like, do you remember every moment of that fight? I remember every moment. Every moment. Yeah. What scares me is I did not remember any moment of that fight from jumping on top of him. And then I came I can, back to I can, afterwards. I can relate with what you're talking about. Just the like huge adrenaline just rush. The rage. Just like, Ugh! yeah. And it's almost like there, but I feel like I could still, I mean, I would still rage and be right. Right. But I could, but remember. you remember it. Yeah. I can remember there was a time and, and I think it was elementary school even. And there was this kid always talking shit talking shit <laughs> and me and my friend just always mind our own business he was talking shit and it belittled you and belittled you and i was like just i mean i before i was just like yeah whatever whatever and one day he was just talking shit and he was getting off like this is his stop watch what's gonna happen he walked up and i fucking backhand him in the mouth as hard <laughs> as i could and he just had this puddle of blood and uh 
he never talked shit again after that. <laughs> it was a sucker punch, probably. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're okay. gonna talk he shit. Had it coming. And bully and bully he had and it bully. Coming. Well, the next day they had me go to the principal's office, which I sat outside for a whole half an hour, and then recess hit, <laughs> and I went to recess, <laughs> and I never got in trouble for it. Ha 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 ha. Na 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 boo boo. Stick your head in doo doo. So yeah, it's, it's, it it makes me nervous. <laughs> Like to this day, like if I were to be put in a situation where it got to the point where I'm like, okay, I need to fight this guy. Like fists are going to be thrown. Like something needs to happen. <coughs> it makes me worried about where my, I go mentally. Yeah. Um, so uh, attaching this to the whole mother thing, I feel like she would be disappointed that I actually got into that fight. She would probably be like, you should have just Walked pantsed away. him pantsed him humiliated him something like that nothing physical like make him look like a dumbass and then walk away uh but yeah but I, these days you do something like that and you're like oh, oh yeah i felt like that and then they pull out a gun and shoot you in the back yeah exactly or like you do something and the parents sue you like you touched my child it's like everybody's so sensitive and and so litigation happy like everybody's so wanting to be litigious and go into some sort of lawsuit. It's, it's ridiculous. You can't just solve things like good old fashioned days anymore. But what scares me is the fact that I blacked out. Like I didn't, you know, pass out. I literally don't remember until I came back to, and I was on top of him straddling him. Like there's blood everywhere. He was bleeding. He also got good shots on me is the thing too. Cause like I was bleeding and I had was sore for a week so he hit me, but I don't remember any of it. But I just remember waking up and I was straddling him and people were like trying to pull me off and I was on top of him just hitting him. I'm like, man, like if that happened today, how do you, con- how do you control, control yourself? Now, honestly, I, I, I want to stabbing think that. someone with a bottle, but it depends on the situation. Like even yeah. the last fight I was in was like, it's been forever since I've been in a fight. That's why I have so much rage probably. In 10th grade, I got in a fight with... Uh, I was in, I played baseball all the way up to 10th grade and I quit and I, I started getting a job cause I wanted a car. Yeah. And, uh, so this guy, I used to always play basketball or whatever on like lunch break with whoever would play. It was just a team of or whatever. We'd always jump in and play two or three on three or whatever. And this kid was always, he was like messing with me a bunch and like talking shit. And then I kind of did like the ball fake at him where he... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, juke him. And then he threw the ball at me. So I picked it up and I threw it back at him. And then he got in my face and he punched me in the face. He connected. And uh, he he played for the baseball team as well. And I recently quit. Yeah. And you fight and you're on the baseball team. You're you don't, kicked off. You're kicked off. Yeah. So the whole team like knew me. But at the same time, they were still pissed because like he fought me. And I... I uh, I might have gotten like a slight concussion. I don't know, but I remember taking his knee and bashing, or his head and bashing against my knee <laughs> repeatedly to the point where it's like, all right, I've done this enough. I'm consciously enough. I know you're aware. I've heard that him he's enough. Probably in pain. after I bashed his head a bunch, I threw him down after punching him and kicking him. Like you've had enough. Fuck off. That's what you get, bitch. <laughs> oh my and he came gosh. at me again, and I gave him a uh... round two, and I had a white shirt that was just covered in his blood. Yeah. And everyone was like running up to me because I played for the baseball team. Most of the people knew me, but I kind of kept to myself. I'm like, oh my God, are you okay? 
<laughs> it's not my blood. Yeah, That's what he gets. Not my blood, it's his. And, uh, well, he didn't really talk shit, and we didn't play basketball no. together no more. <laughs> and he didn't play baseball anymore. Oh, sad. So there goes your career, dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever. He punched first. Yep. Hey, he, he knew what he was getting into. He didn't know that you were going to kick the shit out of him, but he knew he was he was getting into a fight. It's his choice. But I, I, I worry about He was me. Like bleeding from his nose up here, I remember, too. Yeah. <laughs> you split it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I had been in a couple fights since then that weren't as <laughs> serious, I guess. And I was aware of those more, so... I don't know if I would do the same thing now. Like if I got into a serious, like, oh, it's all out, fists are flying, if I'd black out again and just lose control. Because you, be you look control. at control. I mean, you you look at the the professional athletes and they're like, you know, even kill, whatever. And then as soon as they get into that ring, they have to flip some sort of switch to be like, okay, you gotta this guy is after my livelihood. Like I need to bash his face in. Like they there has to be some sort of switch to flip between. And if you, there's... If you've watched a lot of fighting, you need a little of both. You've watched a lot of fighting to where at the end of the match, where it's like this guy is literally knocked out, and this other guy is lunchboxing the shit out of his face still, and the ref has to pull you off. Like, there's sometimes where you can't flip that switch off until somebody flips it for you. So it's like, mm-hmm. huh, is is that gonna be me? Like, I don't know if I'd be in that situation nah. where it's like I'm gonna lose like that I'd control well and go too far. You would uh, be oh, everybody. Every everybody that knows me, I feel like doesn't even think that I would be in a fight. So no, I could see you fighting, but I feel like you would have you, that control. You're genuinely a, genuinely a nice guy. I feel like you would beat them enough where they <laughs> they would stay down. They would learn their lesson. You would feel guilty about it after. Probably. Yeah, probably. And I would just be like, oh. <laughs> And then jump to their aid and be like, oh, do you want some Band-Aids? They'd be like, like what? Fuck that. Fuck Leave you. them there. Leave them there to bleed, Jared. Let's go get a beer. <laughs> That's what you get. Uh, I'll kick him once for you while I walk away. All right, all right. I like it. Bitch, that's what you fucking get. I don't know. I, I haven't felt... Have you felt that type of rage recently? That uh, you'd like, you know, I want to be in a fight with this person? Aside aside from the guy walking across the street? Uh, I mean, there's always a little itty-bitty... Something where it's like... You uh, just, uh, just give me the opportunity. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah there's... There's somebody that I know of that recently that's I've felt that rage, and maybe later on with these podcasts that person can come to the surface. But um, I don't know. I haven't felt Do it I too know much. Who you're talking about? Probably. But we'll we'll talk about that more later <laughs> on. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, man, I'll help you. We've we'll been, both thank do you. it. Thank you. I agree. I I like that. Thank you. Yeah. I'll need your It'll help. Be fun. I need. I'll need your help to like pull me off, probably. And then you can pull me off after because I just want to get. Involved. <laughs> it's like, hey, it's my turn. <laughs> no more, <more>, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got anything else? Anything uh, else no. You talk about? Sorry, mom. Hopefully, you didn't listen to the whole thing. Happy Mother's Day. All yeah. the mothers out there. Here you go. Uh, let's see. Uh, Hannah, Happy Mother's Day. My mother, Happy Mother's Day. Jennifer, Happy Mother's Day. Uh, Debbie, happy Mother's Day. You can't just name all the mothers. That's not fair. Those are the mothers. All right. Happy me. I'm a mother and a father because uh, the my kids' mothers suck. Wow. Hope you're listening to this. What if she this. listens to this? I don't fucking care. <laughs> what are you going to do? 
I'm literally taking mm-hmm. the kids the whole month. She's taking them. She wanted them on the weekend, and I said she couldn't have them this weekend because I have plans. Yeah. So she'll see them four days this month. Four days? Yep. Oh, wow. And she, yeah, She's whatever. Fine with it. She Happy doesn't... Unmother's Day. You know who you are. <laughs> Bitch. Well, it's getting a little bit heated now. We should uh, call it a night. Happy Mother's Day to anyone else I miss, okay? But, yeah. Yeah, this has been our, our Mother's Day special. A little bit of stories, backstories about our moms and how much we love them. We're both mama's boys. So, Mom, happy Mother's Day. I love you. Uh, any other mothers in my life, uh, you guys are the reason that we're all here. Like, honestly, I wouldn't be here. There's a lot of people that wouldn't be here if our moms weren't here, our grandmas, our great grandmas. Uh you know, it's not possible for us to be here without them. So here's to you, all the mothers out there. Happy day. Happy Mother's Day. This is our Mother's Day special. Sorry, we uh, missed our last week. Uh, Shit happens. Life. life. Life happens. Birthdays, weekends, sickness, all that. We're trying to keep it every week, but... Uh, <laughs> Hopefully you know. we squeeze another one out like midweek sometime. Yeah. We'll try to we'll try to do two next week and get a couple more and catch up for you. But uh, that's it for the Mother's Day special. Hopefully you guys enjoyed, and we will see you next week. Tell your friends. Oh, also, uh, don't forget if you have questions or anything, please suggestions, please, topics. The number one chinwag at gmail Give me a scenario of any kind. And I will just run it through in the imaginary space that I live in. <laughs> and I'll tell you how it would go down. I like it. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye.